yeah. Thursday at 3 p.m., Lake Orion Cares podcast coming at you. I'm going to stop saying which week it is because I can't remember anymore. <laughs> We're all at home trying to keep our minds about us, yeah? Got a little bit of jazz running for you from the Internet Archive. Check out the Internet Archive. A lot of free music, all public domain, a lot of good stuff out there. Today we're listening to the Vertigo Jazz Project live at Mountain Sports Festival in Carrier Park in South Carolina. Spread the word about the ALO Cares podcast. Comes to you live Thursdays at 3 p.m. on Facebook. Be sure to follow us on Orient Neighborhood Television on Facebook to get all the programming notices and current COVID-19 news and updates. Low Cares Podcast is also replayed on Orient Neighborhood Television throughout the week and on Comcast Channel 10 and 20, 18 Tubers, Channel 99. We're also on Roku. Add that Cablecast channel uh, to your channel's list and live stream ONTV programming, including this podcast. Video on demand is also available through Roku, so everything ONTV produces, it's there on Roku. Also, if you like podcasts, we're also on Spotify. Have we made the big time? Is that what that means? ON TV podcast on Spotify. Just go to Spotify, type in Orient on TV. All of our podcasts pop up for your enjoyment. All right, well, we've got a full show for you today again. Uh, we're going to have uh, Birgit McQuiston from Blessings in a Backpack with us to share how this wonderful program got up and running in the Lake Orion area and how it's uh, coping under the COVID-19 stresses that we're all under. We also have Roger Smith, LOHS video production instructor and teacher and video guru guy who oversees the WDBC Dragon Broadcasting Program, which now in its 50th year, this award-winning and Hall of Fame program is the is an uh, awesome pride. It's a big point of pride here in Lake Orion. Uh, so we'll have more with him and his program in the second uh, segment of the show. Plus, we'll have Joe Johnson joining us. Uh, from his humble abode, as our live shot has been canceled due to the crazy rain outside today. <laughs> a little soggy today. Speaking of soggy, here's your weather forecast for the remainder of the weekend. Friday morning, showers expected, but a high of 73 with a low of 48. Saturday, partly cloudy, 10% chance of showers with a high of 69, low of 51. Sunday, Rain with a chance of thunderstorms. High of 70, low of 51 as well. Currently rainy and soggy and around, uh, I don't know, chilly 49 degrees. This is one of those stay indoor kind of days. Sit back, grab a book, relax, contemplate uh, reality and the whole good stuff that we're dealing with here. <laughs> what are you going to do? Don't forget Owen TV. If you hop onto OrionOnTV.org, you can get latest news and updates from our local news tab. Plenty to read on there. It's updated every day with new uh, posts from the governor, Orion Parks, all that good stuff. All right. All for the Lake Orion community from Orion Neighborhood Television, the COVID-19 response team. All right, for our top news headlines, um, many of you know uh, manufacturing kind of started this week or it's been allowed to start. Uh, Last week, Governor Whitmer announced uh, the reopening of the manufacturing, including the big three. Uh, They can start, uh, they started technically this Monday to get up and running and the automakers plan to reopen and get the lines going by May 18th. Manufacturing companies are required to conduct daily and daily entry screenings for anyone walking into the facility and assign dedicated entry points, suspend all non-essential visits, and implement temperature checks as soon as uh, the no-touch thermometers are available. So obviously things have changed Um, and the manufacturing side of things, but all for our safety. Uh, Some revenue from the state, uh, some not necessarily the greatest news of all, but uh, something we'd expected. Uh, April revenues at the state... uh, come in over $1 billion below agency projections for the month, with more than 90% of the decline stemming from the state, uh, permitting delays in filing of our tax uh, annual and quarterly taxes. Um, The uh, state Senate fiscal agency is monitoring revenue report and said that uh, the combined general fund and school aid fund earmarked revenues totaled $1.5 billion in April. 
this was 43.3% below um, April 29 levels or 2019 levels, excuse me. Uh, so yeah, we're going to see some uh, funding issues coming through the state and we have to be ready for that. Um, not the most pleasant news, but hey, it's something we should be aware of. Um, from the school side of things, power school registration for returning students is uh, almost online. LOCS usually sends out a uh, snap codes to families uh, for returning students uh, registration for July um, for high school students in August for middle school students and elementary students for the 2020-2021 school year. The LOCS is starting the registration process a little earlier um, where you can get those codes May 18th through June 12th. All returning LOCS families will be receiving a uh, communication from the building principals the week of May 18th, with SNAP codes going out soon after, uh, to register your student for the 2020-21 school year. If you don't receive your power school registration letter with your personal SNAP code, please email the building secretary or building principal for support. They're there for you. Working hard still, getting ready for uh, next school year. And... Let's see what else. Bond construction at the LOCS continues. The bond planning uh, meetings have continued remotely during the school uh, building closures. The design teams for the Stadium Drive and Paint Creek projects continue to discuss the plans and tweak designs. Updates on those meetings and all of the bond information is available at locsbond.org. Uh, with a construction ban lifted, LCS construction manager Frank Rewald and Sons was back on site immediately on Thursday, May 7th, progressing with the projects at Carpenter Elementary and Orion Oaks Elementary. Both of those projects were started prior to the construction shutdown. And finally, I'd like to say, hey, local restaurants are still offering curbside pickup and delivery services. Takeout Tuesdays has now become a thing here in Lake Orion. Call up your uh, favorite eatery and support them with your stomachs. Don't forget, though, to help those mom-and-pop stores around town, the township as well. Uh, check out their websites, Facebook pages, and see if uh, they're offering curbside pickup or delivery services. Um, it's so important that we all reach out to our local stores and shops to help them stay alive. We all know that Lake Orion continues to gather uh, continues to come together to follow, uh, support our fellow residents, schools, and businesses. And uh, our local businesses are struggling right now. Uh, if you'd like to send Olo Cares a good news, uh, some good news or an email, send us it. Send it to Orion, Orion, or excuse me, ONTV at OrionOnTV.org. We're always looking for those good news stories out there and this time of shelter in place. So, yeah, get a hold of us. You can also call 248-393-1060 as we continue to listen to our Vertigo Jazz Project live from Mountain Sports Festival. This is off of Internet Archive. How about it? Moving on to the uh, second segment of the show, where we have our expert interview, our a guest from around town coming into the podcast. And over the last uh, several weeks, we've had a variety of uh, um, interesting uh, discussions with uh, people from the library, from the township, uh, the school district officials about uh, learning and all that great stuff. Um, but today we have another special guest into the Lake Orion Cares podcast. Um, as many of you know, um, during this COVID-19 crisis, uh, food has been a, uh, an issue around town uh, with a lot of uh, families in general, but specifically children. So when school is out, maybe, maybe, many of you don't realize that uh, some, of the, some of the kids who are lower income or uh, struggling um, you know, on, on the family side don't have meals that they uh, bring to school, but sometimes school brings the meals to the students. So today we are with Birgit McQuiston from Blessings in a Backpack to describe and share all the great things that organization does and uh, in our community and how it benefits uh, uh, those in need and just uh, in general. So Birgit, welcome to the LO Cares podcast. Thank you for taking the time to sit in with us today. Hi, Ian. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me today. I'm excited to talk about Blessings in a Backpack in Lake Orion. Fantastic. Now, you and I 
we've we've been working together, crossing paths for multiple years here in Lake Orion. As you're a member of the school board uh, um, here in Lake Orion, and of course myself with Orion Neighborhood Television, and um, but we all do different things around town. So you are not just a part of the school board, but you're an integral part of the Blessings in the Backpack. Give us a real, just a, an overview of what that fantastic program does for the, uh, the children in our community. Oh, thank you for that. Um, Blessings in a Backpack has been a part of our community. Um, it's been in the making since 2012. Um, a small group of people came together with the intent of helping the kids who were at risk for um, food insecurity. It started with the um, vision that Diane Donaskis and Jennifer Gothals, both principals, um, Diane Donaskis has since retired, she was principal of Pine Tree Elementary, and Jennifer is still in the district as a principal, um, currently at Weber Elementary. Um, they saw the need with their students and wanted to do something about it. They learned about the Blessings in a Backpack program and they started bringing people into the circle to try and get a movement going for it. Um, I started in at that level with them and watched this group come together we needed to start with financing. You can't feed people if you don't have money to do it with. Of course. Um, so, and Blessings in a Backpack does not allow people to start something that they can't um, fulfill. So we had a mission at first to get the message out that there was a need in Lake Orion. And I can tell you that was a very interesting process. I know in my own family, when I talked about it, my kids were um, a lot younger at the time and they were stunned at this prospect that what do you mean there's hungry kids in Lake Orion? And that was staggering. In fact, um, one of those first Christmases, my son had us take half the money that we would normally spend for him on presents and put it to use for blessings in a backpack because it bothered him wow. so much that there were hungry kids. And that's the kind of feeling that went on and resonated with in our community. It, it was not okay that we have hungry kids. So our program was very welcomed in, um, has been ever since very supported by our community. We're very yeah. fortunate in that realm. So we, we came together in 12, we started our first, um, we embarked small. We started with two school buildings. They happened to be on Blanston's Elementary and Pine okay. Tree Elementary at the time to get ourselves going, to see what process do we need? What does this entail? And that was the finances we could have, and then we've grown ever since. The mission of Blessings in a Backpack, which is a national program that you referred to, uh, is, is to mobilize communities, individuals, and resources to provide food on the weekends for elementary school children across America who would otherwise go hungry. And we took that on very seriously. So much so that once we got all of our elementary buildings on board, we were wanting to continue and embrace the whole district because just because kids move on to middle school doesn't mean yeah. they're not still hungry. Um, so we increased it to include our middle schools and then a little bit in the high school, high school's a little bit different venue and it's so much larger that I have connections yeah. with some staff members to be able to help kids in need. I do have some kids taking um, from the high school um, packs home. Some of that's from the high school, some of that's from learning options. And then I have a food pantry that would normally go in there to support kids. Um, we find that as they get older, they're not, they're more secretive. They're not, they really don't want people to know that they struggle with that. So it's, we've been very cautious and, and being uh, as gracious as we can with how we approach that. It, it, I mean, since 2012, like you said, it, the growth of this, um, not only from the need base, you know, side of things of, uh, identifying who's hungry, who can you support, and who needs that help, but the, also the the growth of uh, the organization itself of those who participate in helping it function, and the funding and the donations, and that that has grown uh, along with you guys. It ha it's not like um, well, we we want to expand, but we can't because of X, Y, Z. It seems like everything has uh, kind of moved along. The community has embraced this program and has kind of nurtured it along with uh, those who are behind the scenes. Would you say that's accurate? That is completely accurate. In fact, um, we would not be able to exist without the support of our community. And in so many ways, as you just said, not only do they support us financially, and that looks yeah, like, like many different things, we have our largest fundraiser, as you know, is our trivia night that is now um, in January. We held our first trivia night in October of 2013. 
we, or November, it was November, we decided after that, and it went well, but we decided to move it to January's. And ever since we've been having them then, and those are extremely successful, we sell out. Um, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, and we're very fortunate in that realm. We earn other grants um, from other sources along the way. Um, the schools, sometimes the kids in buildings will have a penny wars. We've had that kind of level of participation, but we've been very fortunate to be able to continue the program. But also we've evolved in many different ways of involving the community and volunteerism. And I can't say enough for the readiness of our community to step up and help in any way. If we put a need out, we always get a response. And we're very fortunate in that, in that area. It, it just... It, it's, it's just like any organization. You, you start with an idea, you have that germ, you plant that seed, you get, get it going and you nurture it and it grows into something amazing. And um, to see uh, that program grow and the participation from those in the community, from the business side, I know we've had cameras over at the Cirque building when you guys are packing the, you know, organizing. And uh, to be honest, we were like, oh, this is, a, it's a great program. We've heard about it. We've helped promote it. But once you walk into that room and you see the resources that are there, you're like, wow, this is this is impressive. And the good thing is it's always it's going out. The, the, the content comes in. It goes out to those who who need it the most. And there's no there's no middleman. It's it's just the community coming together and getting those resources out to those who need it. And um, the one thing that we've been uh, discussing with um all of our guests, is how the organization has been impacted by what we're dealing with right now, the COVID-19 situation. So all of us have modified the way we are doing things. Um, can you uh, explain or describe how this COVID-19 situation has impacted Blessings and uh, how are you uh, managing at this time? Yeah, so um, it's been very interesting for us. <laughs> Everyone... I will say I work with a magnificent team of people. Um, there's eight of us on, on the steering committee right now. And we were all very concerned initially about the kids and the food. And as you know, school ended on March 12th. We, they opened on Monday, March 16th for a brief period of time to allow students to come in and get some things and staff as well, because it was such an abrupt ending. There was no continuity, no closure of anything. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, kind of drop the hammer. Yeah. The ultimate, you know, snow day, only it was like permanent. Um, so they came in, but there weren't, not everybody came in onto the building that Monday to get things. And that in, we had delivered at that point a, um, we had been getting about a month's worth of supplies. I'll call it supplies, the packs to buildings. We'd had a delivery, um, anticipating that spring break was yet coming. So I think there were about two, two weeks worth. I'm not, I've kind of lost track of time and, and what exactly was the status of, but we did have some packs in the building. So the students that received blessings, which by the way, you opt into about okay. 1500 of our 7,500 students qualify of those 1500, we have about 325 every week that get packs. Okay. So if they were coming in on Monday, if they didn't, if it wasn't handed out Thursday, it certainly didn't go home Friday because there was no school. So they had the opportunity to come in on Monday. Now I can tell you, I know that not all those kids came in and we have since um, the principals of those buildings have been able to get those cases back to CERC. Okay. Um, that's where our home base is. The um, school district has always been extremely supportive of us um, and, and kudos to Marion Janopoulos who caught the vision and understood what all this meant to the district and that the students benefit and I don't know how you would do, Ian, but if I go to if I were to go to school hungry, I would not do well. I would do well at home if I'm hungry. So exactly, I was just thinking the same thing. You know, a full belly is a full mind. You know, it gets you awake and alert, and you're ready to go. You're not distracted exactly. by something that you have no control over. You know, exactly, exactly. So we've been blessed to be able to have um, space at Cirque to store and pack and do what we need to do. So that came back. Uh, those came back there, and what ended up happening was. We offered our um, remaining inventory to the food service at Lake Orion. So I don't know if everybody that would watch this would understand what the school district did um, in response to this, as many school districts have. They implemented a food program that provided breakfast and lunch 
for a week at a time. Actually, it's uh, they do it on two delivery days, but it encompasses a week. Uh, so kids, which was amazing to us because mm -hmm. we were worried still about the weekends because in my mind, I thought maybe the schools were going to cover Monday through Friday, but they've covered the weekends. So that was extraordinary to us. Yes. So we offered our packs to them because there they were. And I guarantee you, when I went to our committee, no one thought it was right to keep food back. We wanted to get that out into community and support our community. That's what we do. Yeah. So um, we, we donated our inventory to the food service because we had no way to get it out distributed. We don't have that information that's private of which yeah. students receive it. Um, so it was ideal to offer that to the school district to, to help them in what they were doing. And uh, I, I believe uh, Marla Ernst, who's the director of food service, Lake Boring Community School, she was very gracious in accepting that. And um, I think it helped them a little because they've been working really hard to put that together and get that, keep that program growing and going on a weekly basis. It is an amazing job they are doing and continuing to do it. And uh, I mean, you guys fit together like this on the mission, you know, trying to get to food to those who need it. I mean, it's it's a it's a basic thing that a lot of people don't even you know, think about. It's like, yeah, people go hungry. People need food. Uh, our relationship with uh, Oxford Orient Fish, which we've had for a decade, you know, working with them to stock the shelves. It is a, it's a thing here in North, North Oakland County. You can say, well, there's some wealth in the area and, uh, you know, food shouldn't be an issue, but it is. I mean, everybody has their own stresses and a food stress is, is the most, um, upsetting I, I find because we do have a lot of waste in society of food and going you know throwing it away but forgotten harvest has also joined in so there's you had this little uh, triumvirate of uh groups together working together to help make sure everybody has a full belly and uh, here's a question for you so if um i believe i have your website here which is fantastic by the way let me try to pull that up real quick one guy producer here with a, a mouse that uh, gets away <laughs> from him at times. So there's your website. Um, Blessings in a Backpack. Uh, what is that? LakeOrion.org. So yes. um, full of information. So if people were interested in um, or they have a food emergency as far as getting a hold of you, is this the best way to do it? Uh, hop on over to your website or go through the schools? How, how would one sign up for your program? So if they wanted to sign up for a program, that's all done through the schools. Okay. So if somebody is a child and they want them to participate in Blessings in a Backpack, they would uh, go to their building administrator and sign up that way. Everything is done. Um, the vetting is done through our food service, essentially, because okay. that's the free and reduced qualified students. Uh, and I will go out and say that clearly if 1,500 qualified, not everybody said, you know what, we need that. But some, some are saying, yeah, we, we need that. And so we want to help the people that want to be helped in that realm. And so that would be the way they, the best way for them to get help. Right now, I want to allude on that a little bit, though, Ian. Um, you and I connected with this because we're both on the Orient COVID-19 response team. Yes. Which is an, a, a magnificent team of people have come together and doing remarkable things in Lake Orion to help in this time of crisis. Um, being outstanding Lake Orion that Lake Orion always seems to be. Uh, I want to say that the community has been incredible at donating for that, um, whether it's through um, the Lake Orion Cares page or however they get food. I help organize the food at the Orion Center, and it, it keeps coming. People are providing, and we've been able to help other families uh, in that realm as well that need it, even to the point of supporting whether the school families or just senior citizens, anybody that needed the help for that kind of extra. So one way right now if there's more of a crisis need is to even i know chris barnett puts it you can yep. email the the township and we'll get food to you exactly and on our screen here we actually have contact information for you if you are in a food emergency um or if you need some more information you can call the township hotline 248-391-0304 extension 3507 or email help at orienttownship.org. We also have the uh, school district's website up there, chock full of information, still maintained. The, the uh, staff at the school district is still working very hard, not only on instruction, but also on information that uh, the community can use to uh, work through a, a crisis. Um, we also have Oakland County, Oak Gov, 
um, uh, erlgov.org is up. And NOTA, do you need a ride? I mean, there's another organization right. in our town that is uh, fantastic. NOTA, if you need a ride, 248-693-7100. They'll take you to the uh, pick up groceries for you. They will help exactly. you with your uh, medical. So you're right. And um, all the uh, uh, people that have popped on the Yellow Cares podcast, uh, and this is a direct result of the group, you know, that we are in on Mondays at 930. And, um, you know, it's like there's so much great information there that uh, isn't necessarily official that gets out, but there's also – like yourself, myself, we do other things. You know, we're, we're, we have ties to other groups. And to get this information out in this forum is, is we're built for it at ONTV. And um, you guys are built with the information and the infrastructure. And seeing that COVID-19 group that we're, um, you know, uh, in every Monday and talking to people, it's like, it's like Chris said, uh, Chris Barnett, uh, Township Supervisor, said on Monday as well, he said, it's like we have the machine up and running. You yes. know, the support systems are there. We've had them all along here in Lake Orion. They're here. And it's now it's just a matter of if somebody needs assistance in any way, it's available. And uh, we know how to get people uh, uh, help in so many different ways here in Lake Orion. And, you know, uh, Blessings was is just one of those uh, cogs exactly. in that wheel of support for those who are in need. And... Um, is there anything you'd like to share beyond uh, that I touch on everything, I hope? I know it's a nice little conversation we're having here, and it's easy to gloss over some things, but we can't understate the importance of your, your group and uh, those who work with you for blessings. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to cover one other thing that um, if I, you heard me mention a little bit earlier that the other ways that I support the high school or that our team supports the high school, and that is with more shelf-stable foods, you know, mac and cheese, granola bars, meat sticks, um, applesauce, uh, that kind of thing that I have, uh, oatmeal packs. I mean, we've been slowly <laughs> infusing that into the community uh, between the Orient Center for helping to distribute food and get food to people too. I also, um, areas of need within the community are in our trailer parks of which we have mm -hmm. a few in the area and I made connections in two of them on the northern end of Lake Orion and on the southern end of, of Brown Road that is Orion Township, um, they have created, and they look like the little mini libraries, the little lending oh. libraries, but they call them blessing boxes. And and I wish I could take, I wish our team could take credit for them. They, I'm taking a note now. I think that sounds is. like a news story. <laughs> <laughs> and it's for, they created that for their own neighborhoods. There's some young ladies there that um, work in a ministry there and, I've That's been helping fantastic. infuse some of this into there to help deep pocket needs within our area. So we're, we are trying to get it, even for people who may not be able to get to other sources, trying to really stay on top of it and help. And so it's just our, like you said, I feel like a spoke in the wheel or a cog in the wheel, and a small gear and a giant um, assembly of a beautifully working machine that is, to me, emulating the ideal community. This is what we should be doing, helping one another. And I, I'm very proud of our community. I'm proud to be a part of it. As I, uh, I am as well. And, um, you know, it's, it's easy to get down in these uh, times and, you know, worry in the unknown, but something like I said, I, I, I can use a giggle every once in a while. We're always looking for the positive, looking for the smile. And um, this is one of those instances. Uh, your group brings a smile. It's, it's one of those things that you go, yes, it should be here. Um, it, it should be funded. We should have food for everybody. And uh, Blessings is just a part of that. So, well, uh, if you're just joining us, I'm Ian Locke here on the Yellow Cares podcast with Birgit McQuiston from Blessings in the Backpack. And I just want to say uh, thank you for your service to the community beyond blessings as you are sitting on the school board and, you know, uh, cheering on those seniors as they roll. I should say, I want to say roll out the door, but the door is already kind of closed. Um, I have a senior as well, so um, she's already moving on to MSU and excited about all that stuff. So, um, but I want to say thank you for your service beyond just blessings and the things you do around Lake Orion. And I um, th taking the time to come into the Yellow Cares podcast and sitting down with us to have a little chat. Well, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Um, it is my true honor and blessing to serve on both capacities, both in Blessings and in Backpack and on the Board of Education. And thank you for having me today, Ian. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bergen McQuiston, Blessings of the Backpack and the School Board. So 
Um, what a great day. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you next time there, Burkett. Thank you. All right. L.O. Cares podcast Thursday at 3. Is it Thursday already? Can't believe it. And uh, we want to thank uh, Birgit McQuiston for coming in, talking about blessings in a backpack. What a fantastic organization that is. Um, and i got to give kudos to Birgit. She is all over this township doing so many great things for the community, on the school board. Um, I see her everywhere. And so just individually, I'd like to thank Birgit for all the things she does and all the time she puts into the schools and um, the Lake Orion community. She's just a real all-star and a good friend of ONTV and, and the community. So uh, support Blessings in the Backpack when you can. And, uh, yeah, so, hey, we're moving on. Like I said, we had a, cha- a full show again two weeks in a row. Can't believe it. We've got two interviews. People are starting to watch the podcast or tuning it in. And also people are saying I want to be on the podcast, which is great. Um, not that Roger Smith, the instructor at LOHS Video Productions, said such a thing, but he is with us today. Roger, thank you for joining us today. Uh, again, we're here to celebrate something that may have gone under the radar um, with your program at Lake Orion High School, award-winning Hall of Fame video production class, WDBC broadcasting, that great stuff over there. Been going for how long again? Uh, this is the 50th year of Dragon Broadcasting, but I will say you just commented about, you know, people are starting to watch and listen to the podcast. That's all going to change after the next few minutes, just so you know. <laughs> I, I <laughs> it's highly, all going downhill. <laughs> I highly doubt that. Uh, well, I, I hope that's not accurate, um, but yeah, it's uh, your program. It's it's really I want to say it's a hidden gem. People see it, they see the output you guys put out there, the programs that you make, but they might not realize the background and what it takes to do it and what they're really watching and what's really behind the scenes. Can you share a little bit of the history to start off, and then we'll get into the nuts and bolts of what's really going on? Can you do that? Yeah, sure. So a young man by the name of G. Brett Saunders uh, was a Michigan University of Michigan graduate and. Uh, education and was looking for an English teaching job and he could have stayed in Detroit where he grew up uh, but he had a job offer in uh, Lake Orion uh, you know way up north uh, for those folks that lived in 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 Detroit and so he came out to check it out and uh, I guess fell in love with the place you know Lake Orion is 50 years ago so it was much smaller than what we are now but uh, and and that started the tale so uh, he was hired in as a, a speech and English teacher and then I uh, pretty early on, uh, had the idea of, you know, why don't we start doing some radio stuff and start a broadcast club? And that's how it started. DBC was Dragon Broadcast Club initially uh, in the early 1970s. And then it just worked its way up. It went from being a club to classes within a couple of years, I think by 1972 or 73. Wow. Uh, I've been spending some of my time here in quarantine going through old yearbooks. I have boxes of old yearbooks. He was kind enough, uh, first of all, smart enough to save every yearbook from his years uh, teaching at Lake Orion for over 30 years. But then he was kind enough to give them all to me. Uh, kind of felt like it was a little bit of a homework assignment, though, because all of a sudden I wanted to go into those yearbooks and find pictures and, and you know, just kind of see our history. So I've been posting on our social media, um, especially a lot uh, lately, uh, just uh, pictures from the from those old yearbooks and uh, some of our archive footage or whatever. But I think the classes started in 72, 73, and we kind of became the Dragon Broadcast channel. Uh, and then he just elevated it and then added TV on top of the radio stuff and started to, uh, there's stories about um, getting equipment uh, to shoot football games. And then that became kind of the first set of studio equipment too, because football happens once a week. So what are we going to do with that equipment? The other six and a half days of the week, let's put it in our, in a makeshift studio. Um, and then when cable came to Lake Orion, uh, I believe the mid eighties, 86, maybe. Uh, he had the idea to really add to this program and started a class called Television Production Workshop, or TPW. Uh, and then that class became the capstone. Uh, there, there were other offerings you could work your way through. 
a couple other courses, but then TPW became the capstone, started to produce programming for public access. Uh, I think it was the 86, 87 school year was the start of a show called Dragon Digest, which we are still producing uh, wow. now in 2020. Uh, it is taken, it's changed. <laughs> It's taken some different forms, but uh, about five years later in the early 90s, when I was a sophomore in high school uh, at LOHS, uh, he's, um, the building got wired. Uh, there was a company called Channel One, which doesn't exist anymore, but Channel One went around to schools and uh, offered to schools to wire them and put hang a TV in every classroom uh, and to produce a news show, uh, uh, like a national newscast that would be 10 or 12 minutes long. And then in, in return, the schools just agreed to show it, but they got all the stuff for free. Yep. So uh, Brett figured out that he could connect to the studio they had uh, there at the old, now the old high school uh, at the corner of, uh, corner of one of the wings. And he could run a wire all the way to the opposite end of the building. Don't know how that was done, <laughs> uh, but a giant wire all the way to the other end is where the connection was. But then all of a sudden the whole school could see a live broadcast from their studio. So that's how the, our daily live newscast started uh, called L-O-A-M. And that was the early 90s. Uh, and that's still now become going. kind of our, our, it's still going. And is our uh, that's our bread and butter. It's our primary focus in that TPW capstone class. And then we produce other things too on top of that with uh, the Dragon Digest podcast and tons of live sports streaming and everything. But yeah, it all started 50 years ago when uh, when Brett came to Lake Orion, all the way up north <laughs> to uh, this vacation land and started what we now have. It's really amazing um, going through that history. I know it's just kind of a, a snapshot um, that it's after 50 years, it's it's grown to what it has. It is now and it's known across the state. It's it, 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 I'm assuming it's known around the Midwest. I mean, as a solid program. Um you think over the years, how many other schools have tried this sort of thing and ultimately pulled the plug on it? You know, it's like because there is some expense to it. There's if you don't have the right partnerships, you don't have the right funding for it, it goes away. I know there's some other uh, school districts here in Lake Orion or not Lake Orion, but in Oakland County, excuse me, that had radio transmitters. They've had radio programs. They've had studios set up and they said, well, you know, why have this? And they yanked it out. It's like a it just it baffles me. We're broadcasting guys. We're video guys, so it, it just kind of blows your mind that this would happen. But the uniqueness and the rarity of the success and the the longevity is just it just blows my mind that it it has continued and been supported and it grown to what it is. I mean, can you? I mean, you have to have the same feelings. Oh, I agree. Well, and and I was like I said, I was a student at LOHS, so to see where it was uh, in the early 90s. And I was incredibly excited to be part of it and to have the chance, uh, maybe not to have my face in front of the camera. I'm, <laughs> I'm more of a face for radio kind of guy. Um, but just to, to see these live announcement newscast show, like who else is doing that and whatever. And, and, but Brett just kept building it um, you know, over the course of his career into the early 2000s. Uh, and then when I returned after going to MSU and, and was looking for a job, was able to, uh, you know, able to come back home and had the opportunity to really fill his giant shoes uh, at the point where he was about to retire. I kind of I always talk about it was very much like replacing an Ernie Harwell. Uh, just I feel like, you know, he, he was just had done an amazing job. Uh, and I just tried to keep building, building upon that. But yeah, you're right. There's, there's uh, across the state, there's probably 40 or 50 uh, public high schools that, that have some sort of broadcast uh, television video. A few do radio as well, like Bloomfield Hills. Uh, and there's, there's uh, a handful of really strong high schools that do TV and video and kind of our competitors when it comes to scholarships for our students and such, but they're also our, you know, our friends and our counterparts. But uh, the expense part of it, you know, as Brett was building the program, uh, was very fortunate to be able to find partnerships like the football boosters said, hey, we'll buy you the cameras if you'll agree to wow. shoot our football games. Or as cable came into the community and the cable commission was formed, uh, and we've had that partnership with them ever since that started, and, and they've been such a huge um, <laughs> you know, uh, support for us both financially and just 
knowing that we can uh, rely on them and their expertise and some of the members that are part of the Cable Commission who come in and serve as guest speakers for us and are just experts in their own field. And uh, But they, it, we, you know, as the economy goes up and down and, and schools have money and don't have money or whatever, you know, we've, I don't believe ever been a huge draw on the school financial end. It's, it's a lot of it comes from other grants that I find or, or the cable commission. Um, and we've been incredibly fortunate to, I don't know, in the last five or six years, uh, several hundreds of thousands of dollars from the cable commission, uh, cause we want to keep expanding and we've really started to delve in now into live sports streaming in partnership with Orion neighborhood television with ONTV. And there's an expense to some of that. And the cable commission has seen what we do uh, and that we treat it seriously. And we have tons of alumni that go off into the industry. So this is a real thing for us. And they've been, they've always been supportive of, of the needs that we've had. So uh, which we're, we also do a lot of fundraising too. So I think it's important. You for do. Kids. We, uh, it's important for the kids to know, you know, we, <laughs> You know, there, there's a balance there, and I think it's important. We may not, we don't do pizza kits or <laughs> cookie dough, but we we, we have different uh, things that we look to try to um, offer as fundraising items, or we t take some of our own products, some of our own work, you know, uh, and, and we'll sell some of those things. We'll take the work we're already producing and maybe sell that as like a Blu-ray or a DVD to seniors, for example, for uh, some of the highlights from throughout their senior year, we'll do a senior DVD. Yeah. Uh, and those things bring in a few thousand dollars too so it helps the students understand you know that hey we've got this great awesome community that's supporting us but you know we're going to put some of our own um you know blood blood sweat and and uh, in, into this as well so uh we we try to not take anything for granted and make the most of of what we have and and like you said there are a few other schools that do a great job too. Um, but, but no, no, not every high school has what we have. Part of it too is Brett started this and it just, it's become culture now, you know, uh, that we do hear from other schools statewide and nationally who want to know how we do what we do. How is it that we can have a live newscast um, <laughs> shown, you know, during the school day to students? Uh, and, and it goes back to a lot of it to what Brett started in the early, early 90s when he yep. said the value of teaching students as viewers and as producers of live television, um, you know, and people often say, well, have your kids ever done this or that? And like, no, the kids really respect it and understand it's a pretty special thing. Um, and just it's part of the culture now. Now we are having kids of people who were kids in the program. <laughs> Um, it's a legacy so now. I mean, just, right? Yeah. It, it just feeds in on itself. It's a, uh, and to say you just hit on something that I've I, I was working at a school district for about eleven years doing similar things as you, and we heard that all the time. What if the kids go say something? They respect what they have. Kids appreciate, especially yeah. when you have a program that is established. They appreciate what you have, and it's it's fun. They're learning a trade. You know, it's. Uh, in the, this age of, uh, you know, trade, different types of trades, different types of careers you can go into, understanding media that is being fed to you by others, um, all the kids that go through your program, they know how to consume media. They know how it's made. So if you understand how it's created, you understand how to watch it and the messages that are being sent to you. You understand the news that's coming at you or commercials or political ads or you name it. You can understand it. If you can create it, you can understand how it's made, you understand the messages that are being sent. So it's more than just, hey, I'm learning to run a camera. So you're, oh, yeah. learning, you're learning teamwork. I mean, the, 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 you and I know this, but I don't know how we express this to those who are listening and watching at home, but the teamwork and the coordination that you have to have between up to you know 10 to 12 people at one time, if one person's not doing their job, the whole thing just yep. kind of collapses in and on itself. And the kids learn that. And you can take that out into real life. I mean, your your normal life after high school, into college, into your careers, it, it stays with you. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. And it's uh, so you mentioned a couple of things in there. There is the media literacy of it about learning how to consume media. And that becomes even more critical uh, now in 2020 with all the things that are going on and who's left and who's right. But it's not even about the politics of it. It's no. just understanding, you know, uh, messages and 
what might be behind them and the motives and the business aspect and why are commercials so expensive on the Super Bowl, but why are they so cheap? You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but there, and then there, yeah, there's, you know, uh, a lot of times we don't in our core classes get time to talk about character or leadership or organization and the core classes are super important. I have a degree in math, so I'm not, this is not a disservice to them, but in some of those elective courses, uh, like a broadcast or a, a live production of doing our newscast, um, you know, you're right. With the technology we have these days, you can, a lot of people could produce things with just a one or two man or one or two person crew. Like we're but doing right here. Education, <laughs> yeah. But at the education level, um, I want kids to be able to, to really um, understand and become experts and, and get a taste at least of all the different facets. So we try to make sure we have lots of people, lots of crew positions, which is, you know, how, how it is a lot of times in the industry. Uh, think about how many people it would take to put on a or a game, you know, yeah. uh, just a game at uh, LCA or at uh, Ford Field might have 20, 30, 40 camera people, yeah. you know, let alone the behind the scenes. So, yeah, we'll have maybe 15, 16 people sometimes on a crew to put two people in front of the camera. <laughs> and it's just that, you know, everyone, you know, we're all in this together type of thing. And then on top of that, with the with the capstone class, the TPW class, their work is actually seen you know, beyond just the walls of the classroom or a closed circuit within within our little area in, in LOHS. I mean, they we produce our newscast, and then when we're normally in school, they then go off and sit in their next hour next to audience members who just watch them. Uh, and that's a whole experience as well, you know, getting that sort of feedback, understanding that if you are in television or video or broadcast, people are going to know what you look like but you don't know who they are. And it's creepy. It's that whole living kind of in a glass house. But I've had countless kids tell me they'll be at Meyer or Kroger or, you know, whatever store. And that a parent will walk up to them and a, a community member will walk up to them and say, hey, aren't you on that LOAM, the high school's newscast? Because not even it's not even just within the walls of our school. We live stream everything you know, and have for a few years now. So we get parents and community members, uh, parents of former students that have gone, you know, they don't have kids, they haven't had kids in the school for years, but yet they still watch to stay tuned um, to see what's happening at LOHS. We, we can track our streaming numbers and we know that we get probably over 200 live viewers per LOAM newscast wow. that aren't even within the walls of LOHS. And wow. that's that's a huge responsibility um, for the kids, but it's a great lesson too about uh, working with your audience. And you know, no matter what job you go into, whether it be broadcast or not, if you become the CEO of GM or whatever, it, you know, a lot of times if you're in a leadership position, people won't know who you are, but you don't know who they are. So you got to think about how you conduct yourself, what you post on your social media. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. But it's those skills and leadership and the organization and just understanding some of those real life skills no matter what the career is granted a lot of the kids do go into broadcast or video or film but they don't have to want to do that it's not even a requirement to be into them into the capstone class to have to want to do that a lot of kids don't uh, yeah. one of my best students this year uh, who won the award for best high school sports broadcaster in the state uh, wants to become a doctor and that's great you know so but it's just an example of you don't even have to be somebody who has it on your career path. It's just the the things he's learned from our class, hopefully <laughs> will, uh, will come through for him in, in one way or another, no matter if he uh, becomes a doctor or whatever he ends up yeah. doing. So, well, constructive criticism, right? If you're, if yeah. your work is seen, this type of work for these students is not like, let's say I did a, a nice art project or I, you know, this is seen, you know, it's out there and it's always out there. Once it's posted out to the world, it's there. It doesn't go away. Right. And people see it. So you have to be able to take that feedback. And I, I learned that early on, <laughs> not everybody likes what you do. So you have no. to be able to say, okay, I listen, you don't get angry. You listen with an open ear and you say, okay, what can I do to Thank improve? Thank you for watching. Yes, exactly. I appreciate for you taking the time to look in. And uh, you're also learning, obviously, public speaking and uh, talking 
you know, and asking questions and thinking as you're interacting with others. It's not just I'm reading questions off a sheet of paper and reading sure. a script. It's it, you're actually thinking and you're 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 const- your brain's moving all over the place while you're trying to do this to make it sound at least somewhat listenable. I hope this is somewhat listenable, but, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's so many different skills that you can learn from doing just this besides, uh, you know, running an audio board or writing a script. There's the, the, the interpersonal a- a- activities you're doing. You're, you're negotiating with your crew members to say, uh, do you have your piece done and how would you yeah. motivate others? You know, so it's, yep, the it, planning it, and yeah, there's, it's just, it's things. High management yeah. skills. Yeah, My absolutely. Word, right. And so learning the importance of a deadline or of being on time, you know, we work games <laughs> together a lot, you know, the varsity football game is going to start at 7 p.m. this Friday, whether or not you are on time. And if you're not on time, you know, the, think of the domino effect that has for the rest of the crew who will not be happy with you. And we got to be ready to go because that game's not waiting for, you know, just absolutely. It's we, um, you know, and, and with broadcasting is changing so much because, you know, in the podcast world, we have this podcast at a scheduled time, but people can also, as you said, watch later too. So you're, what you put out there is out there forever. You have to assume that. And so you've got to just, you know, um, the, the skills that go with that are not going to uh, go away uh, or uh, be useless for, for kids if they don't go into broadcasting. Because there's so many students who often tell me in the last few years who didn't think they were they were going to go into broadcasting. They go off to college, Grand Valley or Western or MSU or wherever, and don't even get a degree in broadcasting. That's completely okay. Uh, but then they get hired at, you know, some company, they think they're going to work there and uh, for doing business or mark, uh, maybe uh, accounting or whatever. And then the employer says, oh, hey, you know, you seem to know a little bit about video. Can you do some video for our website? And that's, I mean, <laughs> look at any website these days has video on it and that's not going away. So a lot, sometimes kids don't think they're going to go into this. Uh, or do a field related to broadcast, and then they end up being the ones producing the podcast for their company or, you know, whatever. So it's just, uh, but like you said, even if they don't go into the broadcast field, the the career skills we're, we're able to teach and to focus on, uh, you know, we just don't get that opportunity. We don't have that time in, in a lot of our core classes, not as a discredit to them. It's just, it just doesn't know a time to do that. So uh, yeah. we're, we're fortunate to be able to do that in classes like this. Well, I have your website up. Um, dragonbroadcasting.org a lot of information your history is here as well on demand uh, video uh, options that you have for viewing information about your classes and of course we got the uh, big tag here celebrating 50 years and you're doing a lot uh, some pretty fun things it's not just um, going through yearbooks and getting pictures and compiling the history of 50 years of WDBC, but you're also digging through the archives, which is fantastic. And you actually have a link here to click on the archives to go to some of the old shows, uh, which is, I want to say hilarious, but it's great. It's a time capsule. It's a history of the day, you know, and it's once you have it and you can hang on to it and preserve it. I mean, that's community history. You know, like Orion yeah. history happening, depending on what's what happened in 1988 on uh, February 2nd. You know, you can find out, um, you know, so it's 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 really a testament to the program to, and the four, you know, Sa- Mr. Saunders, you know, having his, uh, you know, uh, cap screwed on straight and going, hey, you know, this is history. This is really cool stuff. And we need to preserve it, not only just uh, instructing students on how to, you know, make media but to preserve history it is a history of our community that's when he retired um and he lived in lake orion for a long time too and uh, he just and they a few years ago now moved to the farmington area so when he was moving out of his house on hawkswell in the village of lake orion six eight ten years ago whatever it was <laughs> he handed me boxes <laughs> and i mean boxes of all the old tapes uh, some of which he had left at the school that I knew about, but then a bunch more that he had in his basement uh, at their home here in, in town. And he said, you know what, we're moving, Roger, 
you can take all this now. I don't need to take it with me to our new place. We're downsizing. So, but I've been able to, the, the recordings go, that I've been able to get to work. Uh, cause I mean, when you're working with tape, that, that, that's that old, it can deteriorate it's not gonna, easy. Yeah, absolutely. And we've run into that, but we've been able to resurrect and digitize, uh, most of the shows that the TPW class, uh, and some other classes did too, from, uh, 86, 87 and on. So, uh, as I have, you know, little bits of time here and there, even before the quarantine stuff, this goes back to like a summer or two ago, I started to convert those tapes knowing that our 50th anniversary was coming. We were going to have, you didn't even know this, but we were going to do a 50th anniversary celebration, have all of our alumni back. It was going to be this weekend, May 16th, was our initial plan. And that's not why you didn't even know that uh, in in setting up this this interview for today. But um, so I said, well, if we're not going to be able to have that event, obviously, but at bare minimum, we could share out those tapes and it is, it's a time capsule. It's, you know, the, the it's amazing to see what, when you go back and look at old yearbooks, you know, but also when you look, go back and look at these videos and such, and we've even had uh, in recent, uh, the, the recent weeks, we've lost a couple of former teachers who've passed away. Uh, and for a couple of them, I've been able to go through those archives and I've got interviews with them and their families have been so thankful for that and have, have wanted that. And, you know, it just, you know, that's kind of a, a personal thing, but the, it's so important to those folks um, to have that personal connection to go back and see what their now grandpa looked like 30 years ago or, <laughs> you know, whatever. And to have that memory yeah. preserved when they were in the prime of their teaching career or when whatever. So it's just um, it's it's really important to, to be able to for me to be able to share that with everybody, especially being somebody who went to school here, too. I know a lot of the names and faces in that old in the in the older files and everything but uh that's we've been doing that in lieu of lots of other stuff we are still producing programs our cpw class has a couple more weeks to go of producing stuff we're still putting our newscast out uh it's not every day and it's not live but uh every two weeks we've put out a quarantine edition (laughs) of loam the next one will be out tomorrow on our social media on facebook it's just dragon broadcasting and and, uh, vimeo as well but Anyway, uh, but the archive stuff's there too. So dragonbroadcasting.org has the links to all those things, and they're free to watch. So Fantastic. It's uh, If you're just joining us, uh, you missed a great interview with Roger Smith, video instructor and uh, video extraordinaire over at Lake Orion High School. I, good friend of ONTV and a good friend of mine. We work together all the time. Uh, we have a great partnership together with ONTV with interns, uh, you know, uh, doing productions, live stuff like this, you know, uh, trying to preserve uh, history here in Lake Orion and get the information out uh, to the community. And I just want to thank you so much for taking a little bit of your time because you are still in school. You're still instructing. So you carved out uh, you know, 27 minutes with me today uh, to chat about something that is important and people need to know about um, a fantastic program at Lake Orion High School celebrating 50 years Um and uh, again, thank you so much for all you do, the time that you put in with the kids and the program. And you and I have uh, evenings where we're together going, what's next? You know, just scheming to get, uh, what else can we show? What can it. we air? <laughs> that interaction is so fun. much right now. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Ian. Thanks. Uh, thank you, uh, Roger and the, the kids at WDBC and the uh, television production workshop. They are fantastic. And moving on to great and uh, big things now uh it's fantastic so uh, if you get a chance head over to dragonbroadcasting.org take a peek at uh what they have to offer over there and uh see a little bit of history get a little giggle look at the different hairstyles they have rolling over there uh from years ago it's pretty amazing so um again that was uh roger smith from lake orion high school fantastic instructor good friend of mine and ontv and uh took some time on the podcast today thank you so much roger right moving on to the next segment who is it it's part three mr johnson is with us again joe how's um, it going Ian? doing okay our uh hope you caught those interviews uh, another chock full super duper show today i did i don't think uh i don't think you mentioned during the interview that uh roger was my intern uh high school intern about 25 years ago and 
He was our sports guy at the desk on our newscast. So uh, uh, Roger and I go way back. That I, I didn't want to embarrass him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to embarrass him, I uh, encourage our viewers to go onto YouTube. There's a clip on our ONTV uh, YouTube page of him uh, doing the calling a game uh, against Rochester Adams. It was one of the greatest. Uh, football games between Lake Orion and Rochester Adams. And you can see a young Roger Smith uh, giving the highlights. It's just awesome. <laughs> It'll give you goosebumps. I've seen it before. It's it's pure magic. It's classic. It's it's everything you would want from community media and then and then some. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so um, what you've been out and busy, man. You've been uh, – we're trying to get back to normal. You know, we try to share with the community that ONTV is still around. We're doing our thing. So what have you been up to this week? Well, um, you wouldn't know by looking at the weather today, but a couple of days ago, we had a beautiful day um, and we were invited to come out and record uh, a Memorial Day ceremony in advance of Memorial Day. Uh, they wanted to discourage a large crowd coming out to the Veterans Memorial on Lapeer Road on Memorial Day. Um, so they did sort of a condensed version uh, with a select few and I brought a couple of cameras and we recorded uh, the Memorial Day ceremony, which will be played back on our channel uh, on Memorial Day. Uh, so hopefully you'll tune in. And then after that, uh, it'll be available on YouTube and all over social media. And while I was there doing that, uh, we also shot a little uh, informational piece. A couple of gentlemen from the uh, VFW uh, post uh, two, uh, 334 um, wanted everybody to know that uh, they're not able to do their annual poppy sales this year due to the pandemic. So they're depending heavily on donations this year. So we really want to encourage people uh, to donate to uh, the North Oakland VFW Post 334 uh, so that they can continue during their doing their amazing work in the community. Yeah, and currently I have a, a promo that you just produced, uh, I believe, just yesterday or finished it today, and it's up 14 views so far. Um, we're up against the clock today. It's a, it's a long show, so we do have it. We're not going to run it just now, um, but it's a uh, it's a great thing. Get out there, support those guys. We know James Hubbard and Randy uh, Stetson, great uh, ambassadors for their organization uh, in Owen TV studio all the time sharing um, you know the activities of what the guys are doing over there at the VFW and again you know uh, it just like everything else things are disrupted uh, things have been changed uh, but the one thing we know we couldn't uh, you can't ignore is the main holiday that's coming up you got to still celebrate or at least reflect uh, for Memorial Day, correct? And um, we'll be exactly. able to do that. Yeah, I, I knew that the uh, the people over at the Veterans Memorial weren't going to let a Memorial Day pass without some sort of ceremony. So they brought everybody together and uh, were able to pay tribute to uh, the lives that were lost. Which is, I'm glad we were able to do it. I was worried about construction down there being too noisy for the production, but it seemed to work out okay, and we'll be looking forward to that on the air. Uh, something that we just got, I don't, I don't want to call it breaking news, because we really don't have breaking news, but <laughs> but um, it's a, a little element from uh, the, uh, the DDA, um, and they have a new campaign going. Um, it came in just before we went on the air, so I'm going to try to play this video. We see if it comes out. Okay, um, we're just going to run it, and Three, uh, this is from Molly uh, Lalone from the DDA announcing Hi, a new campaign. Hi, this is Molly Lalone calling from the Lake Orion Downtown Development Authority. I want to tell you about a brand new program that we've just launched today, um, and today is May 14th. We are um, expanding our Lake Orion loyalty program to include a crowdfunding campaign for all eligible businesses adversely affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, the funds that we raise with this campaign will be matched by Main Street Oakland County up to $4,000. As a community, Lake Orion has always strived to support each other. Now it is needed more than ever before. Let's meet this challenge together. We are, we are trying, trying to raise $25,000. That is our goal. Our campaign will run through June 21st, um, which is Father's Day, it just so happens. Um, and I have, uh, I have a challenge um, or a, a promise that I am making. 
Um, for every $1,000 that is raised, I'm going to add one green stripe to my hair. I'm allowing my inner dragon to show. Um, and I'd love to have an entire head of green hair by the end of this campaign. Please join me in supporting our businesses. Uh, all of the money will go directly to those businesses that need help. And we know they need help. Thank you. All right, great message by the DDA. Get out there. They have it on Facebook, uh, downtown uh, LO Facebook page. Uh, they also have an event called Lake Orion Loyalty Support Our Downtown Businesses on Facebook. Get out there. Uh, their goal, again, is $25,000, and uh, they just started. So our local businesses, as you knew, Joe, I mean, they're struggling, and we need to give yeah. them all the props we can to get them, keep them going. Surprisingly, you and I were talking earlier, there are a few businesses in the community that are actually thriving uh, right now, which shocked me. I just recently went through the drive-thru at KFC and was told that their daily business, they said they pull in on average about $2,000 a day, has jumped to $5,000 a day during the COVID-19 crisis. You said you witnessed uh, activity on Mother's Day. It was crazy. So five grand, that's crazy. Uh, but that's good, right? Um, yeah. On Mother's right. Day, uh, Bad Brad's, uh, just around the corner up on Baldwin. Um, I was rolling up to Orion Keg and Wine to get some pizza and a salad, right? Yes, we're going to plug our local businesses because we love our local businesses. I was rolling up there um, with my daughter to go grab um, dinner. And um, Bad Brad's, we rolled by like, what is going on? Bad Brad's, every parking space at Bad Brad's was filled. Then they had a, a snaking train of cars around the building, all the way around CVS, uh, almost all the way onto um, Baldwin Road, and even over onto Maybe. I mean, it was you couldn't have, you couldn't fit another car in there if you tried. So people are are hearing that word. They're getting out there, going to the restaurants, but we're also calling attention to our local vendors, our stores, and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, Ed's uh, down on in town. Go, you know. Buy a mask. Do something. Get down there. A comic shop down there. What's the uh, your favorite comic shop down Prime there? Prime time. Yeah. Prime time. I mean, it's not just restaurants that are offering curbside pickup. Pick up. A lot of businesses are allowing you to call in over the phone, make a purchase using your credit card, and then show up and uh, do the exchange on the sidewalk out in front of the business. Um, so uh, try to keep things going as, as normal as possible and, and really uh, frequent our local businesses keep them going absolutely well with that we're going to uh wrap this one up thank you joe for uh sitting in again and giving us that great information and uh joe might be out and about we'll be working with the dda on uh, a project here to try to help promote our businesses he'll be out and about uh, down in the village uh, hopefully tomorrow weather permitting so if you see him say hi and uh we're going to be moving on to uh um, to wrap up this podcast, but like we said, ONTV is there. Uh, tune into Comcast Channel 10 and 22 and 20 for all of your information. And if you're in a food emergency, don't forget you can uh, donate to Orient or Love Inc. and Orient Strong uh, co uh, slash COVID. You see the website there. It's Love Inc. of what is that? Love Inc. of noc.org slash Orion COVID. And you can go to oriontownship.org and you can donate some cash. And if you need any other assistance, you can uh, call or email, excuse me, help at oriontownship.org. So it's all there for you, information for you to get some help if you need it. Um, that's about it for us here at LO Cares for a week. Hey, boy, it's a record an hour and seven minutes i never thought i could talk for an hour and seven minutes but we did it and uh joe uh, sat in and gave us a hand again and so we're gonna uh sign off here on the podcast thank you for tuning in and uh everybody have a nice safe weekend be safe wear those face masks and uh stay healthy and we'll see you next thursday at 3 p.m on the yellow cares podcast i'm ian Locke. have a good day